good. We are we are freaking still high off of this damn show that you just gave us. Y'all so silly. Yo. That was really fun. Thank you. We had thank you. You too. Like we like we just had so much fun. Like I feel like I like if you're ever in New York, you just need to come over and let Pat cook. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And make I'm it happen. Yes. I got family there. Yes, me too. I was trying. I'm trying to figure out if if any of our family know each other because you know, like again, we like we seem to be on similar waves, and our family seems to not play certain shit. You know. <laughs> Wait, where's your family from? Um, well, from Harlem mostly, but um. Okay, mine's from Brooklyn. But oh yeah. That, it was Chittad. Okay, yeah. Before Harlem for us, it was um, North Carolina. Okay, y'all came from MC. Yeah. There's a lot of people that migrate, a lot of black people that migrated from um, the Carolinas to New York. It's true. Why is that? Because, like, Charlemagne is from North Carolina. Chow. I guess because it was above the Mason-Dixon enough. Like, I don't know. I think it was just like, let's get as far away from Dodge as possible without going to the most freezing part of the Americas. <laughs> that's the only thing I could think because it's not like New York wasn't wilding the whole time yeah. too um, yeah yeah and like um, Harlem was that place right so big um, oh, don't you love history I love it it's the best thing it's the, like to me it's the it's, again like you said they took a lot of our history from us but once you know the shit you're like oh I can't remain in this colonized mindset anymore like that's the bullshit Exactly. History be telling you to have a revolution too. Like, okay. That's why they gotta change it. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh child. That's what they gotta do to keep this oppression going. It's a lot. That's why. It's, that's why it has to break because it's, it's unkeepable. Right. <laughs> it's, it's too much. It's it really too is. Much. Everything gotta be a lie. Everything gotta be fake. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I could barely keep up a lie about, like, I don't know, anything. Like, oh, if I, I if I'm trying to lie about where I've been, that's that's too much work. Like, it's just so much work. And then, like, when a, like, there's just so much shit that happens that, like, there has never been a leak of, you know, intel or information on the government, and the leak uh, showed that, oh, they're doing everything they say they're doing. You know, right. that never that's never happened. That has never ever happened right every leak everything that has ever you know leaked into the white house or anything was always finding you know mountains and mountains of uh corruption and oppression so it's just like when are we just gonna stop believing this bitch like when because i saw this um you know the new york no not the new york the washington post released uh 2000 secret documents about the afghanistan war yesterday mm. and i was reading that all day yesterday oh it's so juicy Wait, you got a link that you can send the whole? Oh, yes. I got you. Ooh. I got you. I got you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, I was like salvating. <laughs> it was so good. It was so fucking good. That's when I was talking about how, you know, America getting their butt beat because they talk about how every, uh, they had to lie so much because they were getting their asses handed to them so much. And now it's 18 years later and it's 18 years of them telling you that they're winning. So it's like they're stuck. They can't say, hey, we were lying to you for 18 years and we're getting our bus beat, so we're one retreat. Because then mm. that busts the bubble of who America is. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
And it's just, I mean, like, people out here watching, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, like, I, I don't indulge in reality TV or nothing. But, my God, when you just look at the reality of America, who, like you said, the juice is so juicy. <laughs> it's only us that say it's juicy. You know what I mean? Like, I swear, I don't know what is with, like, you know, African queer people, but we have a we have a very deep strength because, like, I'll be reading things and, like, my straight black folks will be like, oh, my God, like, I'm, like, that makes me so angry or that makes me so sad. And I'm like, ooh, this is juicy. It's like a drama. <laughs> like, they're looking at us like, you know, what the fuck? This house is entertainment to y'all. And it's like, you know, I guess because we as black queer people had to learn, like, to, to be living this life, you have to laugh at this at this shit because it be hitting us so much you know for real and then like you were saying before like um you know i'm saying like as black queer people we have to think a lot quicker on our feet like we're just quicker Mm -hmm. and i I think it comes with like having tons of margins you know there's just a lot of things that i see as obvious that people don't see as obvious just because i'm chocolate brown um Mm -hmm. trans identified as a two-spirited individual um practicing an African traditional religion and all these things that are like taboo and marginalized, you know what I'm saying? That it's like, oh, like, yeah. how are you not looking at the fact that Bernie Sanders is the same as everyone else? How is that not exactly. obvious to you? Because, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, and like, ever since you were extremely young, you realized that this world was not a safe place for you. Right. And that even the people in your immediate family you mm-hmm. had to watch out for that okay. makes you hyper aware, you know, and like, like the brain is a muscle. So if you use the muscle a lot, it becomes strong. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that black queer people, we have to use the muscle a lot to survive. The more oppressed you are, the more you have to use that muscle to really understand the world. You know, they say, oh, the person isn't smart, but they're street smart. Right. Right. But we know that street smart is more valuable than any smart. Right. Because. Gangsters run this motherfucking world. Period. Not, not intellectual scientists. Okay. Preach. So the gangsters are hiring the intellectual scientists to say what the fuck they want them to say. Period. So gangster <laughs> knowledge is the knowledge. Okay. And we are the mothers of the gangster knowledge. Like period. we really are, because we are at the bottom of the bottom. Right. You know, and um, so we have to learn a lot of things. We have to learn fast and. Not just learn fast, but we have to learn it while going through a lot of emotional pain. Figure different ways, a lot of them unhealthy, to deal with that pain. You know, that's why we can't be in relationships. We got problems. Mm. But, like, um, all of that makes us a really intense person. So it makes sense why a lot of black queer people uh, happen to be, you know, revolutionaries or have a revolutionary understanding of the world. You know what I mean? Because... Mm. um, we we feel the fire the hottest so it wakes up so us waking up is easier you know what i mean and we ain't scared because you know we have really nothing to lose we really do like i know the straight say you know we have nothing to lose but our chains but they have something to lose Mm. they have they have something we have nothing you know what i mean they have themselves we don't even have ourselves Mm. Mm, you know they have the black community we don't have the black Black community. community we have nothing the last, the last resource we have as a people is ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And then we don't even have that. And so they say something about it, like a wolf, a wolf that doesn't have a pack, either, you know, dies or becomes 
a big motherfucker that meets another pack and takes over. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. we, you know, once we in our mid twenties, we don't survive because most of my friends died at nineteen. Mm. So, you know, we those wolves that coming back to the pack and taking the fuck over. <laughs> and like we have nothing to lose. We've lost it. We lost it all. So uh we're an intense being. <laughs> we're very intense. It's true. <laughs> Man, I mean, like, like you, like the the woke freaking queer black person is is an extremely intense individual. We come into spaces not even opening our mouths, and the room be ours. And yes. <laughs> it just is what it is. You know, one thing I definitely want to commend you on that, like, and you like inspire me to continue. And actually, um, Patrick McSykes is also better at than me <laughs> a lot of the time. You you are very much understanding of somebody's like colonial mindset like all the time and put it on that mindset instead of putting it on that person sometimes i find it really difficult to like separate the mindset from the person and that like when say like black queer males don't fucking get it it bothers me to the center of my being like I like my skin cannot handle <laughs> when a transphobic you like like a tra- like right like a transphobic gay man or like a like like a, when, massage, a, chauvinistic, a, a chauvinistic gay man or just like when like when they just don't get it when they're when they're so hyped to assimilate you know what I'm saying what like all even just like all the bottom shaming and all of that it kills me to my core and I'd be ready to shake hoes. For real, yeah. <laughs> I had to hold him back I a couple times. You. Like, don't do it. Not here. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. You know, I feel you. Cause yeah, especially like I think a lot, especially black queer people. I think the mass majority of us get it, and I think that way more than the straights. For many, because like the intensity, like that I explained before, but like. um what I think as honest people as we are, that we're here because it makes sense. And what makes sense to us is what we do. What makes us the best human being is, you know, the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are others of us who have subscribed to what what puts numbers in their bank account is what drives everything for them, right? A preach. And uh, so it's not a fact that they don't know. They just made a different decision. Mm. Like, you know, they know. And sometimes they know more than you. Right. They just made a different decision. Mm. Right. And um, I learned that when I met the founders of Black Lives Matter. And um, <laughs> um, in 2015, like, them heifers shook me to my core. I said to myself, I said, damn, I ain't never seen something so black and evil in my whole life. <laughs> Wow. I swear to God, to you, I remember that day, like, because, okay, so I made a post on my Facebook about Black Lives Matter, a negative post, and it went viral. And then I got um, an email from somebody that was like their agent or manager of the time, their public relations person hit me up and was like, you know, uh, we saw what you wrote. We would love, they would love to meet with you. Da 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 da. Where are you located? I just told them I was located. They said, okay, well, uh, we're going to set you a plane to come over here to this school where they're speaking. All of the kind of stuff. So went, met with them, sat down, had the conversation, and was just awed. Awed like a motherfucker. Like, jaw hit the floor. 
Mm. Like they, it made, that's when I understood like, and they were, they're more educated. Well, they were, cause I was a new bitch back then. I'm a big <laughs> bitch now, a mother now. Yes, but back mother. then, back then I was just learning. And I thought people, black people who get it will do A, B, and C, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I met them and those three women taught me <laughs> that they knew better. They actually knew way more than I knew at that time. They just decided to do what was right for their pockets. Well, we talk about that all the time on our show, like selling out versus buying in. And when you have activists selling out, it's scary because it's like, oh, like you recognize like in this capitalist system that everyone has a fucking price. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. how, how high is your price? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like mm-hmm. I've seen that play out to our like... I don't know. Like, I, I, don't, I can't even find the word. Like, it always fucks us over in the end, basically. Right. Yeah. So, like, I've yeah. seen it play out too many times to, like, take the white man's money over my principles. Right. Like, it's not going to happen. Or over, like, actually making some movement and overturn, like, revolutionizing some shit for my people. Like, it's, right. like, it's not going to happen. That's why I barely believe in buying in. Because it's like, okay, what are you buying into? A system that will essentially pay you to exploit you in order to keep your people oppressed like how much buying in are you even actually allowed to do like you're only selling out at that point exactly exactly no true tea but sellouts are the reason why the oppressor is able to do what they do to us right are they are able to control us on this level because only uh, a black person can get a certain amount of respect from black people Mm -hmm. right and um, a black a black sellout will win more black people to do something than a white man would, right? Even though you know black, there's black people that say, "Oh well, you know, uh, y'all just love the white man, y'all love the white man." But still, those black people that love the white man, if a black man said the thing that they wanted to hear, they would do it too. They would do it too. And so, um, and I learned this when I was uh, when you read about war and stuff like the war in Afghanistan that they lost. Um, what they're trying to do is build a whole other civilization. They're trying to build a civilization that they can uh, control, right? But the organization has to be the the nation of the people that you're trying to recreate. The America was trying to create Afghanistan, right? And um, uh, Afghanistan for them, just like they created uh, South Korea. Mm-hmm. So it was to take these people that were uh, disorganized and a lot of them were agitated at America and get them to now build a society and a government that mirrors America's so America can have the ability to control them, right? But they found out that the people had these differences. Uh, Some of the people were like, well, I think the royal family should run Afghanistan now that Saddam is gone, you know what I mean? Uh, It should be, not Saddam, Saddam's Iraq. But um, now that the Afghanistan government is gone, I think it should be the royal family that uh, runs the, uh, the Afghan government. And then some people said, well, I think it should be my tribe leader, right? And some people said, well, I think it should be uh, these warlords because they've got their knives at my necks. Right. You know? So I have to say the warlords. And so America was just like, what the fuck, right? Like, okay, so, but we got to get them to do something different, right? So they were uh, trying to organize the people and the people wouldn't listen and the people were still very scared and united with the Taliban. So once America would take over a block, uh, they could only control that block as long as there were at least two soldiers to every person on that block. 
But once those soldiers subsided, there was less soldiers, the people would attack and kill the soldiers. And that kept happening. So what they started to do was to now uh, buy people in the community, leaders in the community to, to condition the people to do as America wants them to do. So for um, areas in Afghanistan, so they chopped up Afghanistan in all these little pieces, right? And areas as small as uh, an American county, uh, generals were ordered to give $3 million a day to those, to those small sectors. And the three million was to manipulate and control the people, to buy them all, right? Mm -hmm. So you would find somebody who was willing and had a little power, had a little say, maybe looked attractive or could talk well or whatever, and you gave them money, you gave them power, you gave them a bigger house and all sorts of kind of things, and then they're, but they're telling the people what to do. And that's how they're getting their resources and their fame is by uh, getting these people to cooperate like America wants them to cooperate. And the person that does it the most becomes the president of Afghanistan and then will build thus far. And now we have a government. So they kept trying to do that, but it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. But they've done that successfully to us as black people. You see all these war tricks that they're doing. It started with us. Right. It, start, it starts at home. Right. You go out into the world the way you came that, from your home. Right. The way you act outside, you learn from your home. Period. Right. So the reason why they when they're doing it to them, they've done it to us already. We are what is the finished product supposed to look like, mm. right? We talk their language, we use their money, we work for them, we even put our hands to our hearts and cry when the American flag plays its song, right? And we think we're African-American, we even think we're like, we're them, right? And so that's what they want the Afghanistan people um, to do. But if we look like the finishing product, the finishing product is showing that it cannot be tied down. They still have to fight. And that's why there's so many pigs in the black community. Because what did I say about the Afghanistan community and the block? To control the block, they had to have twice as many military people to control the block, right? right? That's why they have twice as many police in your community to control your black community. So stop asking me, Gazi, why is there so many police in the black community but not in the white community? Because nigga, the police are for you, bitch. Right. You. So... That's what they're there for. And that's why they lock us up so much. That's why they kill us so much, because they're controlling the population. And the population resists naturally, because when you have nothing, you are doing everything to have something. Mm -hmm. And when there's no legal ways, of course, you take illegal ways. I say. Because you got to eat. Because you got to eat. And that's why when I say my nigga, you know what it means. Because, like, white people don't understand that shit. Right. Or claim not to. I feel like, at this point, it's a feigned disunderstanding. Like, what? What are you talking about? Right. Like, yes, your whiteness has insulated you like a soft, fluffy pillow. <laughs> you you can turn your... I, I have to live this. Like, and I'm an educator. Like, I've... I've um, I'm a teacher's assistant and a reading specialist. And I work with kids with disabilities and special needs. And, like, the shit that comes out of white people's mouths sometimes about disabled black and brown kids, like, I have to do everything not to punch a motherfucker in the face. Because, like, I have to remember, like, it's a beauty here for the kids. Where, like, and if you don't say it in your, like, light skin finery, they're not going to hear it. So I have to, like, 
swallow shit sometimes and resist punching yeah. them in the face. But <laughs> I teach I teach the children's how to sing and dance. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't have the same restrictions. A lot of times I get to tell we white people exactly who they are to their face, exactly how I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Although when my principal is about to tell a racist story, she looks at me first and she's like, "Oh wait, no, Pat- Patrick's Patrick's not smiling." Okay, yeah. Anyway, and we'll move on. She stopped with the like the time I was accidentally racist. Story. Is it weird being like teachers? Like, do y'all ever think like, "Damn, I was just a student." Like, yes. Yeah. Like you're not settled in. It's like you don't feel like a teacher. You still feel like a student. I think that's the only way you can be a good teacher. Like I, that feeling never goes away from me. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, you're never you're never not a student. Like I still have to keep my vocal technique. You know what I'm saying? Like on point. Yeah. And if somebody decides that they find you know what I'm saying a better way to approach technique, I got to learn that hoe in order to teach mm-hmm. it to, to everybody else. Um, and then on top of it, yeah. you know, one of the hardest parts is working for the system while still wanting to educate your kids like trying to find that medium where you can kind of slip some real shit in the in through the cracks that's Mm -hmm. not going to get you and them Mm -hmm. in trouble you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yes i had a revolutionary african dance teacher that was telling us about the man Mm -hmm. that's the first time i heard of the man she was like the man and we're like what man she's like the white man you have to you have to and she was like beautiful. She was bald. She had, you know, the piercings on the ears. Like she looked like she just came out of like an African tribe, right? But you know, she was from Brooklyn. Yeah. But, um, what was her name? Had, she had, I can't remember her name. Damn, because I probably took her. I probably had her. Maybe you, she, she sounds familiar. And like she just looked like she just came straight from Africa. Like the material, everything, like the beads, everything. If it was a hot day, she was looking like like straight up. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, she was telling us about what was going on. So, you see, even in the system where they hire us and use us to work against ourselves, there's Africans in there that are still, that are in there to free the minds of our children, you know? So that shows that this machine is not, you know, invincible. Of course, they have processes there in place to try to keep you quiet, right? Mm, To try to keep you unable to do that. That's why they created a curriculum. Exactly. Because they knew this would be a tactic, but we found ways, children. We found ways. I'm never sending my children to public school, though. It's not. It's not yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, we can, like we can't do it. <laughs> I will homeschool them until like high school because I feel like you gotta learn the beast, and the only way you learn the beast is being in the belly of the beast. So like high school, middle school, okay. Like I'll send you to the wolves, but not before like you're fully armed at my hands. You gonna have like, a soap, your, your your book bag is a soapbox, nigga, and you going in there with a kufi yeah. on your head. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Busting this dashiki just to, be able to just to give all the like all the good old school Period. Malcolm X preachers. Um, Period. No, that's yeah. what I was telling. Like, I was just like, no. Like, if I have a child, I'm sorry. Like, that child is not going to no damn school for real. So, like, whoever I date gotta hold this house down. <laughs> you know. I'm ready. I'm ready to be a stay-at-home dad. I'm ready to lay my ass down. Okay, I'm trying to look. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to blow up as much as possible as a fucking artist so that I can facilitate that so he can stay his ass home and and we and raise these damn kids. Um, shit. Just a quick example. Literally, like the way they even try to force like arts teachers to and and well, it's technically a sport also, but arts teachers 
to to like push their agenda. The theme for Step Up this year, they changed it from LGBTQ concerns and it's now democracy in action. Yeah. The, the step competition yes, is democracy bitch. in action. Yes, bitch. What in the fuck? No. So, no. So, no. So, so you know, I'm sitting there, and, and, and I have, I, I don't have like a faking bone in my body. Like I can't like muster like no. Unless you put a script in front of me and are paying me really good, or it's some artistic shit that I can then make happen. I can't fake nothing. I'm sitting there like, so the theme has been changed to democracy, and somebody, a, a kid asks what democracy is. I teach middle school kids. <coughs> and I essentially told them what it was, but kind of stuck in there that I don't believe it. These kids, if these kids get taught critical thinking at home, these kids are not falling for none of the bullshit. Oh yeah, and if, and if they if they've been following Trump at all, the bullshit is so far like they're so far removed from the bullshit. Like oh, when I was like, I don't even really believe in democracy. Almost ninety percent of my kids was like, me neither. I was like, damn, <laughs> y'all eleven, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, okay. it's, not, it's it's so crazy because yeah, we're supposed to be coming out more and more. You know, like them, but we're becoming more and more radical. Right. It's crazy to watch like the plan kind of backfire like this, right? It's beautiful. It's amazing. Like uh, somebody was talking about something about uh, my criticism of Greta and Oof. of that Greta, that white girl, or whatever. Don't get me started. I'm, they they don't cuss me out for my criticism of her. Uh, they were coming for me, but of course, with time, they saw what Greta is, and now all these articles coming out. And now Greta even saying that she regrets doing what she was doing and how she feels that everybody was lying to her. And, you know, now the cameras are gone. And all mm. that kind of stuff. And I was like, told y'all. Right. So, she was being people, Period. And people were coming back and telling me, like, you know, Gazi, you know, wow, da, 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 da. And I was like, mm. And they were just, I was just like, at the end of the day, you know, this bitch can't do, this system can't do what it says it's going to do for you. So I'll just give you the time <laughs> for you to see. <laughs> But I'm right here, bitch. Told you. I gotta tell you again. Okay, this was gonna do. Oh, now you get. Okay, let's go now. Right. But like, even with the whole Black Lives Matter shit, and like, involving like. Well, I guess you, ex- like, exposing them, really. But, like, I knew from the onset, once these niggas started being, like, correspondents. Right. And fucking, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh-huh. Um, um, I'm, I, my language is, like, going tonight. Like, correspondence and shit for CNN. And I was like, oh, these niggas have sold us up the river already. Right. Because I was like, what's, like, there's money being slid in? Like, you get paid for those spots. Uh-huh. And like D Ray is out there just hoeing himself all around fucking Child like white media. <laughs> take me, take me, white man. For real. In his same blue vest. I was like, I hope you Febreze that. But anyway, I'm mean, <laughs> stop. Let me stop. They, it's crazy because what kills me is how people don't at this point automatically question anybody that's given a platform so freely. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. it doesn't take much. You didn't have to reach deep into 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 your historical memory banks. You didn't have to reach deep into your observational skills to look at Greta and be like, 
Mm. She's being used. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they want you to. They want you. They they want to then make you seem like a bad person who hate kids and all kinds of shit for saying that. And it's like no, I'm not saying nothing about her. I'm sure she believes all the shit she's saying. If she doesn't, ah mm-hmm. oh, well. If she does, it doesn't matter. They're using her. Mm-hmm. They're using her. Like if you have that platform and that high level of propaganda, it is by design. Period. It is not a mistake. You know, when it is at that fierce level, it is by design and it is highly controlled. And I'm telling you this because I know for a fact right. that um, back in 2016, MTV and VH1 were fishing for the uh, creators wanting to create a reality show based on black um, protesters, right? Black, quote unquote, um, radicals in the street because it was it was the thing to do, right? Everybody was joining um all these revolution organizations, these different organizations, the Black Lives Matter, and all these organizations that you see masses of black people rising up and marching. So they wanted to tap into that and make that into a reality show, right? And so MTV won uh, the bidding war for me. And I was like, I got MTV and I said, I need my money now. <laughs> and they were just like, you know, uh, no, this is how it works. And I was like, no, I need my money now because uh, you know, it was a sister. It was a girl from Haiti. She was the creator of the show. I said, sister girl, this show not going to get picked up. They're not going to let me here. So I need my money now. Wait, no, never mind. Wait, we are using it to the after show. I can't ask you that shit. We got to... Uh, uh, but listen, listen. There's not that many Haitian women. I know. I Like, I think I know okay. who you're talking about. So, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no. It is. But go on. Go on, go on. It's listen. Listen, it was a big war between MCV and VH1, but she was the creator of the show no matter where it went. Mm. And she used she had some shows on VH1. That's the hint. So, anyways, I said, uh, I said, sister, God, I need my money. So she was like, so she was like, okay, listen, this is what I'll do. Um, you know, sign this, and I'll give you an advancement, meaning I'll pay you out of my pocket, and then when MTV pays you, that goes to me, right? I said, cool. I said, because. You ain't getting the money, girl. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, so good. The fight will be between you and MTV. So she was like, no, 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 no. Gazi, you're just, you know, I know these people. They're going to do this. I already I told them about the show a thousand times. I laid out who you watch them in your videos. They love you. It's going to be great. I said, okay, uh-huh, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, they followed us for like eight months, right? Crazy good footage. Crazy amazing things happen. When I tell you this woman... She had to fly to the other shows that she was, uh, you know, she's the director and creator of, right? She came to Florida more than she visited those shows because she was so overmade about what we what we were do what we do, right? And who uh, we were, these young black people fighting for the revolution, who we were inside, and our family dynamic. Like she was losing it. When I tell you, and a lot of people in the industry will tell you this woman is a heartless woman. She just does it for the bag. Does but she have perpetually this- blonde hair? When I tell you this woman that I saw this woman cry multiple times from being present at the things we were doing, mm. crying, happy tears. I can tell you when this woman had her hand, my face in her hands and told me that she thanks God for me. You know, mm. I, I can tell you this woman, you know, that she even with all her wealth and all the ignorant shit that she produces that even she wants a revolution mm. and she took those she took it and she said I'm gonna 
take it to MTV. We're going to get this. She, and she also said that, oh, yeah, I'm going to win an award from this. <laughs> she was like, this is, this is Emmy worthy. Mm. And so she took it to them. Months went by. And ta-da, MTV didn't even pilot it. Wow. And she had it in her contract that it would be at least piloted, meaning they would do at least one episode right. to gauge the market. And they didn't even give her that because of what was on there. But I told her, no, no way, no way, no way, Jose. Wow. I believe it, 100%. And it's, and I mean, like like you said. Oh, like, I got pictures. I got pictures for my book. <laughs> yes, God. I mean, look, we need to, we need to legitimately, like, meet up. Like, when you, when you have something going on in um, the city, we mm-hmm. live in Jersey. But when you have something going on, if you have any downtime, like, come through, like, I will be there. I will be there. We are gracious hosts. Um, <laughs> one, uh, one last thing from me, anyway. Um, and it's a little bit of a swing, but we're going to swing. Um, so I remember back in the day when you was making your videos, you used to, um, the, the first thing you used to do is be like, so I was sitting here with my ancestors, <laughs> right? And you'd have essentially kind of like the Yoruban um, setup. Are you a Yoruba practitioner? Okay, so listen. <laughs> so, again, I was young. A lot of things were new to me, right? Mm-hmm. And when doing that, um, there's a reason why you don't see a lot of videos with practitioners doing things in their altars like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They may show you their altar, but they don't light the altar and do everything in front of you like that, right? Right. And there's a reason why. I had to learn the hard way, the reason why. Mm. But um, that's something that's supposed to be more personal, not put out into the world because people can put stuff into it, right? Exactly. you're opening yourself up. Right. And I was very open and a lot of people were watching and, you know, I learned the hard way. That's why you don't do that. So I don't bring it to the forefront <laughs> and I don't even, you know, uh, talk about it because you know, I learned that when you open yourself up like that, you open you open yourself up to a lot of like, you know, bad zooms out there mm-hmm. and bad intentions, you know. And I ain't got another hundred something dollars for no bath, so right, I, I feel it. <laughs> no cleansing, okay. I so I'm trying to stay clean because I can't afford that cleansing bath again. <laughs> I can't. So yeah. rogation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real, okay. I mean, cause I, cause I was always wondering. I remember, you know, what I'm saying, like, I'm like, did he get crowned? You know what I'm saying? And like, this could be off the record at some point. Again, when you come here, we can talk about it if anything. Cause I, I feel, I, I feel like African spirituality is kind of paramount in the revolutionary battle. Like for us to not like work what our ancestors worked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seems but a like bit. what I learned from that is that um spirituality will do its own job of recruiting people we are not supposed to do that job right we're supposed to focus on what does spirituality mean for us because spirit found us nobody knocked on our door you know what i mean nobody recruited you and if somebody did recruit you it was one of those scammers that wanted to sell you a soap so you came in it the wrong way you know but (laughs) we come through it spiritually let spirit recruit it's I'm not like Christianity you. that sends people to your annoying people to your doors and shove the Bible down your throat and tells you if you don't do it, you'll go to hell. 
African spirituality doesn't want to be spread and said, if you don't do it, you're not a revolutionary. If you don't right. do it, you're not. African spirituality is like, listen, ho, we've been here for 200,000 years. We got this. <laughs> we'll recruit who we need to recruit. You know, we got this. This is not like, you know, the Christendom that was spread through murder and violence. You're right. You know what I mean? You're right. So I we have it. to right. keep right. it pure and let this, let the spirit, I let the spirit recruit. So when people even ask me, I say I'm a materialist. I say I just believe in the things I can touch and see. Let's just talk about the science. And I, you know, I keep my spirituality and, you know. What's your uh, sign, Gabby? I'm a cancer. We knew, oh, I knew it. Oh, that makes so <laughs> much sense. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I How do you know it? Because. The bubbliness, for personally. The, well, the bubbliness and, like, the way in which you feel things with, like, a healing concern. Like, I've never heard something come from your mouth at this point that wasn't, like, okay, like, this is how I've healed this. Right, right. Like, it wasn't, like, I'm not trying to give you advice. I'm not trying to tell you what I would do. Like, this is what I've done. This is what worked for me. Right. Like, yeah. honestly, and cancers are very, like, adept at, at that. doing that. Because they play Frankenstein on themselves all the time emotionally. Oh, and other signs, like, other signs aren't as willing to do that. Like no, oh like I, like I've cried those tears, and this is what came out. Right. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I cried that, and this is what it is. Right, that's amazing. You know, though. I'm glad we're on a it. lot of the same pages because it's like, um, you know, when we did a, a um, episode on spirituality, and. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, I was like, look, like, with, like, spirituality, yes, we can come together and, like, you know, maybe, you know, do some work to get the thing, you know, happening as people who, you know, are crowned or scratched or whatever have you, depending on the religion, but... Um, end of the day, like the whole point is for you to have the personal work done, yes. you doing your yes. own thing and making sure that you're moving right in the spirit because, like, if you're not like you said, one called and two moving right in that situation based on how your spirit functions, not based on what anybody says, but based on how your spirit functions, then your faith is going to be without works and your works is going to be without faith. You know what I'm saying? Which means both will end up dead. So you got to have that personal thing. I love it, man. Speaking of that, I'm going to go take care of my situation. If y'all still got stuff to talk about, I will be back in a second. To the spiritual room. Oh. You didn't do that? No. I oh, Lord. Right, I walked right in and on the show. Oh, you, you did do that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> How did y'all meet? We... Facebook, basically. Hey. Facebook, basically. Yeah. Like, to be real. Jack. Yeah. I heard Jack. Oh. Um. Is that, what, is that what they said I heard in the background? Yeah. Jack? Uh, you said yeah. <laughs> No, like, one of our cats went into the studio, and that's, like, a pet-free zone. Oh. (laughs) And now our dog's... Now the dog is barking. You have a cat and a dog? We have two cats and a dog. Um, And the dog just chill with the cats? No. (laughs) No. He's the newest addition to the house. Like, I've had... My oldest cat is, like, 10, and the younger one is 8. Um, and I, like, I've had them for all that time. And Bruno, we got from one of his friends. He's about to be three. But, like, he's still, lear- like, he's still learning the cats. It's a bit, it's better than when it started. But it, 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 it get crazy sometimes. <laughs> it get crazy sometimes. <laughs> Aww. But we, That must we, be a fun house. It, it, it sucks. 
There's never a dull moment. Like, we've been together about three years at this point. Yeah, no, yeah, October was our, our three-year anniversary, so yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's I good. know it's easy. It's, it's, it's been a lot of work, like... Especially, but like, I'm glad that I find I've, I found someone like minded because I've been in situations where like I've dated dudes that were like super colonized and it's like it never works out because I'm like, I'm always just like, okay, you have to understand this. Like, well, no, this is working for me. So, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I don't know what my phone, my phone like paused. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like, oh, this is working for me. So, like, I'm just gonna do the white man's bidding, and I'm just like, ugh. And like at the end of the day, I was like, when I met Jack, I was like, okay, this is like this is gonna work. Because mm-hmm, we're both on that same wavelength. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Ain't it crazy how like your like political unity like defines what you want in like a relationship? I think it has to, because I think as like human beings, you can't really separate those things. Like I can't pull apart my political yeah. understanding and my understanding and like my place in the world from like who I am. And I think when you do that, you have like sort of this um, dysfunction and this like duality and this despondence. And like, you can't like, it's possible. Like even just understanding like the concept of like light skin privilege in my own family. Like I'm one of the lightest people in my father's family, but one of like the darkest in my mother's family. So it's very like, even like growing to understand that as like a child and like my father's yeah. like a very dark-skinned man and just understanding like what what that means and some people haven't even come that far in their own blackness like to even like address that within themselves and that like creates issues with romance and things like that because i'm like mm-hmm. okay you just turned me off just now mm-hmm. like what you said mm-hmm. like i can't get hard for you anymore <laughs> but I'm a Libra, so I like I got I I have to go there at some oh, point, or it's just like it's not gonna be fulfilling for me. It's not gonna connect. Like we're like we are like Virgos in that point where like Venus is our like I'm really into astrology. Like I I could like really go on and on, but um. <laughs> Like, Venus as, like, a ruling planet. It's just, like, you want to know, like, the truth of love. And, like, we've been in, like, couples therapy and things like that because, like, we both have a willingness to, like, to make it work. So you got to just, like, where spots, like, don't line up. Either, like, you try to, like, connect the jigsaw puzzle or you let, like, you let it be. But. And I got Venus exalted in Pisces. What's that supposed to do? So, um, Venus and Pisces in your chart is, like, the highest point in which, like, the energy can radiate for love in particular, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, they always say, like, people who have Venus exalted, that's what it, like, that's the short term for it. Uh, people who have Venus exalted tend to need 100% from their partner, whereas, like, 
if your Venus is in like Mars, you might be able to, you might need like 100% of their sexual passion, but you can like, like they can go like have their emotional life somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Or like you might not need them to make any money. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, no, as a person with Venus exalted in Pisces, I need to know what the fuck's going on with your emotions. I need you to feel emotional about me. I need you to also want to fuck the hell out of me on a regular basis. <laughs> I need you to also be contributing some kind of like pragmatic way <laughs> to the relationship and you know what i'm saying things of that nature so we 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 need a well-rounded kind of love as people with mm-hmm. exalted so this shit that i don't be playing you know what i'm saying i'd be like wait a minute what's that <laughs> that don't look right and the thing is yeah. like not not only are we the ones that need that it's because we give it so freely like it's something that's very easy for us to do it's like okay I'm going to give you every piece of me because we know that that's like what love is really supposed to do. Yeah. You know? So some people struggle with that when their Venus placements are elsewhere, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's intense. It really is. <laughs> and that's I another thing that we're both time. into. Like, we, like, I feel like you have to be like into things as a couple. Like, we're very different individuals. We were raised like differently like we have different like ideas and concepts and opinions about things but at the end of the day like there's like some like critical stuff that we really like lock in on together and i feel like as a couple like you have to have like a project like what's like what what is your relationship working on what is your relationship building like right and if you don't if there's an absence of that like eventually like it just ends because like it's it's vanity yeah right and so like we constantly have different things that, like, we're working on together as, like, a unit. It's real. And, like, That's some dope. things are, like, the podcast. Some things are just, like, my yeah. inability to effectively emotionally communicate. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, we're working on shit. Like, together. That's awesome. All right, guys. I think we're going to not take up any more of your time. It's been amazing. It's been amazing talking to you, and I swear, like you, a best friend in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm about to send you my number. Call me if you need to vent about anything. I'm I'm that person for sure. Like people people call me to be like Jack. I need just you to fucking understand what the hell just went down. Um, Also, call me if you need a bitch in a jar. I can't hear you. <laughs> Not a picture of the job. He'll do it. I will He'll do it, Gazi. I promise. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, text me, y'all, and I'll make sure to lock y'all in. And then, same here, if you ever want to talk about something or something's going down in New York, you're like, Gazi, you got to get down here. It's going wild. I'll be like, okay, let me get this uh, Mega Bloods ticket. I'll, I'll be right there. Okay. okay. All right. For sure. All right, Black Power, y'all. Black Power and much love. Good night. I call love. Mm.